Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 everyone. I hope that wherever you are and whatever time it is, I hope that you are well. Happy Friday to you guys. You guys know that I always drop another episode on Fridays at noon. And um, the Lord always gives me a word of encouragement for you guys. On today, um, I have a specific topic that I want to speak on. But before I begin talking about what I'm going to talk about, I want to say thank you to everyone who is listening to this podcast right now, if this is your first time tuning in, I simply want to thank you and I want to welcome you. If you are returning, I want to say welcome back. As usual, I'm going to say that I appreciate you guys' continued support. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Okay, so I don't even really have a title that I want to speak from on this particular message, but I do have a body in scripture that the Holy Spirit is leading me to speak on. And so the text that I am going to be reading from today is in the book of James. In the book of James, and we are going to be looking at chapter one, verses 22 through 25. And here is what it says. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Listen here, you guys, there are a lot of blessings throughout the Bible. There are a lot of promises of God throughout the Bible. And some of those things we are just going to inherit as believers. Believers, Some of those things we are going to obtain simply because of the fact that we are in right relationship with God, because we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have faith in him and all of those things, right? But then there are some promises. There are some blessings in the word of God that you do not get simply because you are connected to Jesus. There are some promises and blessings that the Lord has um, placed in his word that are conditional. And so as we read this scripture, it talks about how if you're a doer of the word as well as a hearer, that you are going to be the person who is blessed in what you do. And you guys, as I read this scripture, I couldn't help but think, That makes complete sense because the Bible is telling us how to operate in life and how to live. So just think if we were talking about finances, there are so many scriptures that talk about how we are to um, be good stewards of what God has given us, how we are to operate as it relates to our money and to our finances and all of those things. If you are a person who truly believes in putting those 
putting God's word to work in your life and you actually do that, you are going to benefit from that. You are going to reap the fruits of your labor. Think Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a multi-millionaire. Dave Ramsey does not believe in debt. Dave Ramsey follows the he follows the word to a T as it relates to managing his finances and his money. And so when we look at the example of Dave Ramsey, I mean, I'm sure there are things that you can look at in your own life where you see how you actually did what the word of God said in the benefit that came from that. Okay, so I want to just break down this scripture. So the first thing that he says is that I want you to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. So basically what God is saying, as a believer in Christ, I expect you to be hearing the word. Um, however you, you are hearing it, I expect you to be hearing it. That is one thing right there that I want to make sure I stress. Because I think a lot of us are navigating throughout our everyday everyday lives and we are not hearing the word. We are not going to church hearing the word. We are not turning on sermons to hear the word. We are not pulling out our Bibles and reading the Bible so that we can hear the word. We are missing that point in our journey. A lot of us are just, uh, we're just slack in that area. And so if that is you, I want to encourage you you can start out small if you need to. If you need to download the Bible app and just simply begin to read the scripture of the day every single day and read it out loud so that you can hear it. Read it out loud, but just get to a place where you are consistently ingesting the word of God. I know that a lot of us have our um, time where we are in the v- our cars, we're in our vehicles and different things like that. And we're listening to music and all of that. But listen here, I think it was either last year or the year before I spent the majority of that year or a lot of my time, I will say the way that I read throughout the entire Bible was by listening, listening to it in my car. I would turn on the Bible app and I would literally just listen to the scriptures that listen, you guys, that is the easiest way ever to make sure that you are ingesting the word of God, that you are feeding your spirit, the word of God, download the Bible app and you can actually press play on it so that it plays for you. Even if you have time when you are getting dressed to just listen to the word of God, while you're in your shower, listening to the word of God, I just want to give you guys some ideas so that you can begin actually making sure that on a consistent basis, you are getting the word of God. You're receiving it daily. And let me just say this. Um, I know that there are people who listen to my podcast who do not have a church home. And I understand that you are where you are. And trust me and believe me, God has grace for the season of life that you're in, right? But I do not believe that God wants you to stay there. The Bible says forsake, not the assembling. That means don't stop assembling with other believers. Don't stop going to church. I know that a lot of you guys have things that you don't like about the church. There are things that I don't like about the church. Okay. There are things that if Jesus was here, he would not like about the church. Okay. But Yet and still, the word says, forsake not the assembling. And and maybe it's not the church where you are. Maybe that's not where God will have for you to be. But go somewhere and assemble with other believers and sit underneath that word and hear 
the word of God being broken down by a chosen vessel. Okay. And so I just want to encourage you guys to make sure that you're hearing the word of God because God is literally saying in this scripture, I want you to be doers and not just hearers only assuming that you're hearing it because you are a believer. So now God says, I want you to be doers. And when we hear the phrase, be a doer of the word, I don't know what comes to mind for you guys, but I start thinking about those commands that are in the Bible. Um, Give and it shall be given unto you. I start to think about some of those, the hallmark, the things when... um, or the different instances throughout the New Testament where Jesus began to speak on forgiveness and how he commanded us to forgive 70 times seven and all of those things. I began to think about some of those things and how important it is to incorporate those principles into your life. Listen here on that. When I think about um, several years ago, okay. I used to tithe, all right? I used to tithe, but then if stuff got tight, I would not tithe, okay? So I was really fluky with my tithing, and I should be honest with you guys and say, I was really struggling financially, so it was difficult. It was because I would have to decide, oh, am I going to tithe or am I going to pay for his after-school care fees or whatever it might be. This was back when I was a single mother. I really wrestled with that. And I have gotten to the place where my husband and I we believe in tithing. We tithe consistently. We do our best to make sure that we are honoring God and that we are good stewards of our money. Listen here. I am not one of those people. I have not graduated (laughs) to where I'm getting checks in the mail every month, but I will say with all certainty, God has blessed me more financially since I have decided to be serious and consistent with tithing He has blessed me more financially than he has in any other season of my life. And so when this scripture says that person shall be blessed, yes, because the principles of God in the Bible, they are geared toward blessing you in some way, especially when you look at all of the different financial principles. You guys go to the book of Proverbs and look at some of those things that are throughout the scriptures. You're trying to figure out how to manage your money. See what the Bible has to say about it. What is God saying about the principle of giving? What does God say about saving? What is God saying about how many streams of income you should have? You guys know we didn't see it in the word that it says you should have seven streams of income. And so anyway, scripture says you should be a doer and not just a hearer only. And so then the scripture says that if you look at the Bible, okay, think about the mirror, think about a mirror in your home. The purpose of a mirror in your home is to make sure that you are able to see yourself, okay? And I want you to know that according to this scripture, that is the purpose of the word of God for you to see yourself. And, and don't get me wrong, we can use scriptures to encourage people and all of those things. But by and large, I want you to know that the primary purpose of the scriptures is for you to see yourself. I think that a lot of times we um, we try to use scripture to manipulate people. We try to use scripture to twist a person's will and all of those different things. And that is simply not of God. If you are searching through the scriptures 
for a rebuttal or some kind of way to tell your husband that he's out of order. That is not the will of God. If you are searching for the scriptures to figure out some way to get somebody told online, I'm telling you right now, that is not the will of God. The will of God concerning the scripture is to have you see yourself. And listen here, the Bible is saying in this particular scripture that when you read the word and you walk away from the word and you, you're not changed, you're not transformed, you don't experience any type of transformation, that you are just like the mirror, the person who gets up and looks in the mirror and sees, oh man, I got crust all up in my eyes. Oh man, I got a few tracks on. Oh man, my edge control is white on the edges. It is like the person who sees all of those things walks away from the mirror and forgets that they saw all of these things and go on about their everyday basis. And then people looking at you like, baby girl, you got a crust in your eye. Do you know that your edge control, it's a whiteout around your edges. Did you know that all of these things are taking place? Are you seeing that your, your lipstick is on your teeth? Are you seeing these Are you seeing these different issues that you have? Are you seeing these problems? That is the purpose of our scripture. So that when we go to God or when we go to scripture, we look at the word of God and we begin to see ourselves. You guys know how many times and when I think about that, I even think about um, in terms of like praying, because I found that when you go to God and pray, God will also reveal yourself to you in those moments as well. But oftentimes for those people who are married, you are going to understand exactly what I'm saying. You can have an issue with your spouse and then you can go to God in prayer and say, oh, Lord, make my husband more patient. Oh, Lord, make my husband more this or more that. Whatever it might be, right? You might go to God with all of those things. And when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, he don't even address what you said about your spouse. When you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, he, he may say to you, Ilana, go love on your husband. And I'm like, wait a minute, Lord, I just gave you a whole list of 10 things I want you to correct or I need, you know, I need to fix so that we can have a more harmonious marriage. And God is like, no, go love on him. And God is like, no, I need you to be more forgiving. No, I need you to extend more grace. Oh my God. When I tell you that is what the scripture does. The scripture reveals you to you. Because although other people have issues, we have to recognize, as the scripture says, do not be deceived. You got to be able to see your own issues. And that is what the scripture allows for us to do, for us to begin to see our own issues. I'm sure there are tons of people who have testimonies about principles in scripture that they heard, but never put in their, they never put into um, practice in their life. Um And then when they did begin to put those things into practice, how a specific area in their life began to flourish. So prime example, um, when we think about how God has caused called us to love our neighbors, okay? How God has called us to love people who do wrong, love people who hate us, love people who despitefully use us and all of those things. I'm telling you guys. I, this is tried and true, okay? <laughs> this is tried and true, especially if this is a personal relationship. Say you and your spouse are having disagreements, okay? And you are one of those people who is petty, Betty, by nature. That's just who you are, okay? 
If you look at the scripture and you begin to read about what love is, love is patient, love is kind, love love does not boast, it is not envy, it is not self-seeking, it keeps no record of wrongs. I hope I'm speaking to somebody on today. But when you begin to read what love is <laughs> and you begin to read about the fruit of the spirit, okay? When you look at those things and what God has called you to, let's just say that you decided, okay, I am going to be everything that this scripture says that love is. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. I am not going to keep any records of wrongdoing of my husband. I am not going to be documenting his thoughts. I am faults. I'm not going to be doing these things, right? And then you begin to love them the way that God has called you to love them according to his scripture. I promise you guys, I promise you guys, I am not lying. When that person is in the wrong, and you continue to be kind, when that person is in the wrong and you continue to be loving, when that person is in the wrong and you don't withhold affection, when that person is in the wrong and you're not petty betty, when that person is in the wrong but you continue to shower them with love, when that person is in the wrong and you continue to do the right thing in spite of them being wrong, it helps them to begin seeing themselves because as long as I'm going tit for tat with you then I can justify see I'm like this because you're like this but if you truly love people the way that the scripture has called you to love them I promise you they begin to see themselves people cannot argue (laughs) you can't argue by yourself so if they're coming at you and they're argumentative and this stuff works I'm talking about for co-workers it works for children I have found that one of the best ways for me to get my children to identify where they are wrong is for me to love on them for me to keep loving them not not saying that I don't correct them but there are times where God will have me to show them additional love and then they come back and go Mommy, I'm sorry for X, Y, Z. Mommy, I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. And I'm telling you guys, when you display love in the midst of their messiness, in the midst of their argumentative nature, in the midst of all of their pride, when their pride meets your love, my God, when their pride meets your um, your affection, when their pride meets your patience, when their pride and all of their messiness bumps up against you with this resolve to honor God and how you do people, it will force them to eventually see themselves. And so when I tell you guys, the word of God is a mirror. It is not just a mirror for us. It's a mirror. It forces people around us to see themselves if we acted out in our lives. I'm trying to think of just different examples as I've different examples of ways that I've truly seen the scripture um, be played out. Okay, I can think of this. I had a friend several several years ago. I don't know what was going on, but there was something, it was something with me and my husband. And I remember I told her, I said, well, the word says this. And so I said, and so I did X, Y, Z. I was telling her how I acted in accordance to the word. And I will never forget this as long as I live. She said, Ilana, you are probably the only person who I've ever actually seen walk out the word of God. Now you guys know me. Y'all know my flaws. You guys know my testimony. You guys know that there is a fall in me just like there is a fall in you. I can be tempted as well. And so I'm saying that I am not perfect, 
But I've learned that if I try to actually walk out the word of God in my life, that when I walk out the word of God, God in my life, when I speak the word of God over my life, that transformation happens. I am not kidding to you guys. Sometimes I'll be in my closet praying. And you guys, if you listen to this um, a few episodes ago, I was sharing you guys, sharing with you a testimony about how God healed me in my closet and how I was in here and I was praying and I was asking God for something. And God was like, no, I want you to speak to it. How can you speak the word of God if you don't have it on the inside of you? The Bible says um, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Some of you guys haven't hidden the word in your in your heart. And that's why you keep sinning. That's why you keep falling in this particular way, because you haven't hidden that word in your heart. Whatever your flaw is, whatever the area is where you keep getting caught up, whatever the area is that you keep going to God for forgiveness for. I want to challenge you to go and find a scripture that speaks to it. Go find a scripture that speaks to it. And when you find yourself getting to that place where you're getting um, you're getting ready to, to fall in that way, I want you to quote that scripture. Or if you get to a place where you do fall in that way, I still want you to quote script. I don't care if after the deed you find yourself laying in that bed and you're like, oh my goodness, I have fallen again. I want you to say to yourself, flee youthful lust. Keep on speaking the word of God over yourself. Keep speaking the word of God over your life. I'm telling you, eventually it will affect change on the inside of you. Um, just keep on lifting the word of God up and making sure that the word of God um, is stronger than any other outside influences. And a lot of us, we listen to our music, we listen to, um, we watch TV, we do all of these other things where we're ingesting these words and all of this stuff. Make sure that the word of God is something that you are meditating on because the word of God is competing with that music that you listen to. The word of God is competing with that ungodly podcast you listen to. The word of God is competing with all of those ungodly conversations and all of the ungodly advice that you've heard from your friends. Make sure that you take in the word of God and that you hide it in your heart. That as this word says, you're being a hearer and a doer as it relates to the word of God. I'm telling you, if you want a breakthrough in your life, begin to be a doer of the word of God. I'm telling you right now, if you want to quit living, check the check, begin to be a doer of the word of God. I'm telling you right now, if you want to see your marriage strengthened, you want to see your marriage more harmonious, you want to be more in love with your spouse. Be a doer of the word of God. I'm telling you right now, if you're seeking your purpose, you're trying to figure out what it is that God will have you to do. Become a doer of the word of God, you guys. I'm telling you, the word is transforming. The word will arrest you, honey. The word will arrest that little sinful nature, that little side of you that want to go run out in the midnight hour, that side of you that wants to do all of these things that you know are completely opposite outside of the will of God. The word of God will arrest it, but you have got to begin reading your word, hearing your word and doing what the word says do. I don't know why a lot of us go to church if we are not going to do what the word says do. Did you know <laughs> that when you hear scriptures, when us preachers give you scriptures and we're talking about what this particular person did, how this particular person handled this situation, 
listen, when we're talking about, let's just say David, okay? When we're talking about David and how David came to a place of repentance after Bathsheba, after he had this affair and after the murder and all of that stuff, you guys know that the point of us telling the story to you is to say to you, and just like David, you can go to God after your fall. And just like David, you need to humble yourself and repent. We're saying those things to you and we're breaking down this story because we want to see you apply the word of God to your life. Surely there is a story in scripture that applies to your life, whether you are the woman at the well, uh, whether you are Moses who is saying, God, why are you calling me to this? I have a speech impediment. I can't do this. But then God used him to do the miraculous. God's part red seas. God's leading him out of Egypt with the children of Israel. Um, whether you are a uh, Hannah, <laughs> look, whether you're praying for a child, whatever it might be, I'm telling you, if you guys begin to look at these stories in scripture and you see yourself in these stories, look at what these, look at what these people did in scripture. Look at their faith. Look how they held on to the word of God. Look at how they trusted God. Look at those principles and begin doing what you see them do. When you look at those different stories of healing in the Bible, when you look at those friends, how those friends dug a hole through the roof to lower their friend down to Jesus that he might be healed. I want you to look at your friend circle and say, what does that mean for me and my friend circle? That scripture is teaching you the kind of friend that you should be, that you ought to be that friend, bringing your broken friends to Jesus, bringing your friend to be healed to Jesus, bringing their name before the Lord in prayer. There are just so many different stories in the scripture where we can truly see ourselves in the story. And when you see yourselves in the story and when you see this particular person in the story triumph, because of their faith, triumph because they humbled themselves, triumph because they followed the word of God, triumph because they were obedient to the word of God. I want you to take that and realize that that is the word that God is speaking to you in your particular circumstance, in your particular situation. And so um, again, I'm going to actually close this out by reading this scripture again, because I think that this scripture is something that we should all be reminded of as Christians. Because oftentimes when you go to church and when you are a person who does listen to um, listen to sermons and when you read your Bible consistently and all of that stuff, those things can become routine. Those things can be just a part of a religious activity. And you guys know that God has not called us to be religious, but God has called us to be about relationship with him. And so when we think about um, how consistently we could be reading these things, but but still walking away and not being a doer of the word, you're leaving so many blessings on the table. You say that you want to be led by God, start doing what the word of God says. You say that you're ready to get off this cycle. You're ready to break this cycle. You're ready to break generational curses. Start doing what the word of God says. It's not enough for you to hear it. You got to start doing it. It's not enough for you to hear it. You need to do it to the point where you have muscle memory, 
where when you encounter difficult people, you just say, okay, well, the Bible is teaching me that this is how I handle people who are unloving. This is what I do. I begin to go in prayer for these people. I love on these people anyway, whatever it might be, whatever your situation is, do what it is that the word of God is telling you to do. And that is when you are going to see transformation. That is when you are going to start experiencing a breakthrough. That is when you will truly begin to see the hand of God and you'll begin to see things begin to shift in your life. I am going to read this scripture again in closing. And here's what it says. I'm reading from the book of James chapter one, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observing himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into, into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Listen, you guys, the word of God for the people of God, read the scriptures and begin to do what the scripture says to do and you will see change in your life. I love you guys. I pray that this word of God blessed you. I pray that you guys have a wonderful and safe weekend. I will see you guys next week. I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you've finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you can do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.